0: Tired. So tired. Over-tired. You're listening to Overtired. It's 2023 and we are still here. We are still overtired. I'm Christina Warren, joined as always by my friends Jeff Severns Gunsel and Brett Terpstra. Boys, how are you? Happy New Year.
1: Hello. Hey, happy new year. We are covered under it's been there's been freezing rain all day. There's ice and slush everywhere. It is I tried to walk my dog, and it was a slip and slide. It was awful. Oh, oh no. All
2: of America is always having a storm.
1: <laughs> it's true.
2: <laughs> it's true. It's crazy.
1: So uh, how do you guys feel about uh, a quick mental health corner? I think that sounds good. I can, uh, I can kick it off. I have, I have weird news. Okay, tell us. After months of being stable um or depressed still have never figured out exactly what that means for me but i had one night of like crazy couldn't sleep had to code made a bunch of shit wrote blog posts got it all done then a day where i immediately fell into like a depression and then i've been sleeping fine ever since it was like a one and one one day of man- mania, one day of depression, and then it was over. It was the shortest cycle I've ever had as a bipolar person. Wow. I don't know what to make of it, and I don't know why. Um, I have learned, like, as soon as I realize I'm manic, like, I don't take uh, stimulants. I don't drink coffee. I, I go for walks, take showers, like, do things to kind of combat mania. Uh, and I did all of that, but it's never worked that quickly. It was weird. Like I'm usually, if I'm if I sense I'm manic, it's gonna be three days minimum of yeah. of not sleeping and and extreme productivity and uh weird weird uh, behaviors in general. But this just it's just it just happened like in a blink of an eye. I was manic and then I was depressed. And holy shit, when I got depressed. Like I lost all self-confidence and I don't know if you've experienced that. I'm not, you you may have, but like this idea that everything I say is wrong. um, This, like, it makes you scared to tweet because you're convinced that who would ever want to hear what I have to say. Nobody cares. And like the fact that I, you know, thousands of Twitter followers didn't matter in my head. Like, everyone hated me and i was just a fuck up and i wasn't funny i wasn't smart i wasn't talented and it it got ugly for about 24 hours and that's like the worst it's ever been and then it was over and now i'm back to just being uh me so it was like brief but super potent yeah wow yeah
0: yeah, so 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 you've had like the, the the mania, and then do you usually ever have like the self doubt thing follow that, or is that a, a, oh always a thing? yeah always yeah okay.
1: mania mania is always followed by depression for me. Uh, but usually I'll be manic for three to five days, and then I'll have like three days where I just get to kind of recover and sleep a little bit, and then the depression will set in for a couple weeks, mm. and you know a couple four weeks. And, and this just, it was just over a 48 hour period, rapid cycling.
0: How does Elle deal with that? Like when that happens?
1: This happens so fast that Elle didn't really have time to react to it. Normally I'll let her know that I'm manic or she'll pick up on the signs that I'm manic and she will encourage me to take care of myself in the various ways we've determined, um, help control my mania and she will give me the leeway i need uh she'll understand that maybe i'm not going to be able to walk the dog today because i'm uh, i haven't slept in two days and all i can all i can do like reasonably is just sit in my office and code and we have kind of we've developed a language around that and she understands depression and she she gives me accommodations for that but this happens so fast like by the time I realized I was manic, it was over. And she she didn't she didn't have to do anything. Um, I didn't realize that I would so immediately go into depression. So I think I I think my attitude towards life may have shocked her a little bit that evening because she didn't have three days of mania to prepare for it. Um, all of a sudden I was just like a fucking mess. But we're both neurodivergent and and she is. She is a great partner and that kind of thing. That's great. Christine, you've been traveling around.
0: Yep. It was really nice. It was really, really nice to spend the holidays with my parents. Um, and uh and and that does a lot for for my mental health, even when there's other stuff going on. It's so it's so weird because um I would never move back to Atlanta. I just wouldn't. But um I, I really am glad that I'm I've been able to spend so much time with with my parents um over the last um, you know, like almost two years. So I don't know. I think that uh, I've, I've mentioned this a number of times on the pod before and in other mental health updates, but I think that the only positive in any way thing that I've, I've taken from the pandemic has been not taking for granted anymore. The fact that I thought I could always get on a plane and go see people. Mm. So now when I'm with people, whether it's, it's my family or my friends or other things, I try to like really utilize and appreciate that time in a way that i i I honestly just didn't before
2: yeah utilizing the time being present right like someone said to me once uh i want to be here before i go it was you know (laughs) that was yeah i think that's a great extremely succinct statement about presence
0: (laughs) i i think i think you're right it's weird though because like i don't tweet a lot like people are like oh are you okay you haven't been tweeting and Mm. i'm like you're right i haven't been it's this weird thing where you get out of your own head and and just you know, that I want to be here sort of thing. You know, I've been very present for, um, other people that I've been around, which is, um, important and, and good. Um, my husband is still, um, in, uh, Florida. He came, uh, we went, we saw his mom who's not doing well, um, last week. And then, um, he came to Atlanta for a few days and then drove back to Jacksonville yesterday. Uh, and he's going to be there until Sunday. Mm -hmm. so um i will be by myself this week um which uh um after being around so many different people for the last two weeks um i'm not necessarily upset about but uh but it'll be weird
1: Mm -hmm. so
0: Mm -hmm. final mental health thing my mom and i are finally going to las vegas to see adele uh uh, january 21st nice and uh so we were you know booking our flights and our hotels and all that stuff and um I'm I'm excited about that because that, that's something. She's never been to Vegas before, and a lot of my friends are in Vegas this week for CES. I would have historically been in Vegas. Is you know, this like, week
1: CES? This week is CES. Oh my CES. God, I didn't even realize it. Totally, because
0: wow. because it's you know it's faded because of the pandemic and stuff, and I think yeah. also just in general, um, companies have largely kind of abandoned.
1: And I don't I don't work for anyone that has to be there to blog about it anymore, so I think right. it just exactly. flies under my radar. Well, I was
0: gonna say mine too, but I still keep up with this stuff. But a lot of these things have just sort of like changed. I think in like how much we care about them over the years. But uh, but it's gonna be really nice slash weird to be in Vegas, not for CES, not for NAB. Not for some work thing, but just to like take a person who's never been to Vegas before to Vegas
1: to actually be there on leisure time. Yeah, it'll be different.
0: I don't know if I've ever actually I mean, I think I have once (laughs) been to Vegas like for leisure. Maybe When when
1: I was 16, I went to Vegas uh, for fun. Every other time I've ever been to Vegas has been for work in some capacity or other. Same with Miami. I haven't been to Miami for fun since I was like maybe 18. Um.
2: Well, I actually can close a, a saga. I hope it's the close of a saga. Uh that's played out over um the last few uh episodes. Um when I was told by my insurance company that I could no longer have Vivance and if I wanted to have it literally in their language, I would have to fail at uh a number of other options,
1: such as like I'm curious.
2: Adderall, Focalin, uh, Dexedrine. Is it Dexedrine or is it?
1: That's so weird. Like most insurance companies would prefer you take Vyvanse. Yeah, that is weird.
2: Vyvanse for me, I've figured out how to roll with it. You know, I yep. tried somebody's Adderall, and I was like, this is not what I want. That was like some so your buddy's uncle picked you up. You got to drive really fast in his car. And then he couldn't remember where you lived and just dropped you on the side of the highway. <laughs> <laughs> That's Adderall for me.
1: <laughs>
2: anyway, um, I, so what happened was I had to appeal that. Um, but it, it, in the course of waiting for the appeal to come back, uh, we ended up switching health insurance anyhow. And so I got to get my Vivance yesterday for $14 a pill uh and wow
0: 14 (laughs) times so so what is that that's uh it's 420 which is actually a great number Ooh! i have a friend who used to text me every (laughs) single day at 420 and it was the best and uh yeah
2: my 14 year old and i have this bit where you know because sometimes you'll just hear 420 or see 420 Uh but anytime we hear it whether we're in an airport or the radio's on we just quietly fist bump (laughs) <laughs> i love it <laughs> that's it um so anyway you know i think i think i'm back to having my like regular cocktail of meds which is which is great
0: so going forward even if you have to pay 375 a month like will that eventually go down like my insurance resets every year so i'm about to start paying yes my like deductible even though I, have it's it all to about the deductible
1: yeah right got yep. it
0: okay okay so so and, that's good at least yeah.
1: Yes, I will like I have like two months where they'll charge me a thousand dollars for like some of the some of the bipolar meds I take. Yeah, um, and then after that, everything will be free for the rest of the year. Oh my yep. god!
2: So we've had Rocket Money as a sponsor for a little bit now. Brett has really revealed quite a bit about himself <laughs> as he talks about the various services, uh, streaming mostly, that he gets caught into and then ultimately probably spends too much on. I think you had a robot Hallmark channel, and robot
1: Hallmark. And channel. Also,
2: something about robot dominatrixes. Ooh, yep. or matrixes
1: or matrices? Matrixes. It's C's. Matrices. which turned out to
2: be a, a real thing. Yeah, yeah. He's got. Yeah, the, he has a way of making things manifest. Um, <laughs> so I was like, I actually was like, oh, okay. The, I kind of like what. Brett keeps saying about this thing through all the like (laughs) cat dominatrixes and whatever else. Like I'm going to try Rocket Money because I've heard of it forever. It used to be called Truebill. And uh, so it's a personal finance app, finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions and kind of like can monitor your spending and helps to lower your bills, all that stuff. You get it. It's that kind of service. I already have something that does some of that for me. I use YNAB, You Need a Budget. I've used it forever. Um, I love it, Um, but it doesn't give me feedback on how I'm spending, it just kind of helps me to be smart about how I'm spending. So I just like threw in my credit cards and my bank account. It's a secure, you know, secure connection. And they just started telling me rocket money, rocket money just started telling me what was what. And initially I had to do a lot of like data cleaning, like there's dirty data, right? Like they try to guess what is restaurants and what is tech, but they got that wrong a lot, but that's not their fault. That that happens. So I was able to kind of like clean all that up. And once I did, it just like showed me so much that I hadn't really realized about how I spent money over the last year. Cause I'm just kind of like doing the old new year's bit, you know, but then I have this super, super bad habit of trying everything like if you throw Mm -hmm. a trial at me it's like here this is the free trial for a service that hits you in the head with a hammer three times a day (laughs) i'd be like well that's cool as long as i don't forget to cancel before they charge me um and and so like i'm terrible at that and so that was the thing i most wanted to see and it was so cool like i could see you could look at it like a calendar and it shows you what's coming up next and it, it shows you which things are recurring and all that stuff or i could just look at it as a list um and i could like go in and see how long I've been paying for something that I didn't mean to be paying for ancestry.com. And you know what I did with that? I did the family tree of Derek Chauvin, the cop who killed George Floyd, because I wanted to see how far back law and order and violence went. And let me tell you, it goes way the fuck back and there is not a publication in the world that would want me to write about that, but it was fascinating. (laughs) And so I paid $50 a month for months on end. And now that's Jesus. done. Thank you Rocket Money. <laughs> so, stop throwing your money away like me. Cancel unwanted subscriptions and maybe you do want them, but you don't need them. So cancel the unneeded subscriptions as well and manage your expenses the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com/overtired. That's rocketmoney.com/overtired. And just because you're supposed to say it 3 times, rocketmoney.com/overtired. Um Should we also do our podcast
1: swap? Should we just do a block? Let's make it a block. Let's make it a block.
2: Okay. So most weeks we do a podcast swap where we tell you about a podcast and then they tell their listeners about ours. It's a little bit, you know, you scratch my back, I scratch yours. But we don't really know these people. And sometimes I haven't even heard the podcast. But for this episode, I'm like, I'm going to listen to the podcast. And so we're swapping with the four lads at Staying In, the Staying In podcast. I say lads because they're British. And that's really relaxing, it turns out, as long as the talk is (laughs) slow and easy. So I just I finished not long before uh, we started taping here. I finished listening to their latest episode where these like four they're like four lifelong friends. They talked about video games, board games, movies, TV and comics. And I was not sure that I was in the mood for all of that, but I was immediately smitten with the calm, thoughtful conversation. I mean, it was really chill. Uh, it was, it was like a, it was like as much about like meaning making as it was about like sorting the nerd canon Cause they definitely sorted the nerd canon, but it was still relaxing and still I hung on. And here's the thing that kind of like vexed me is like, these guys are four lifelong friends. Can you imagine having a podcast with three of your lifelong friends and having it be described as relaxing? Like that would not be how mine went. Um, and like, listen, I'm going to play a clip. Okay. Just listen to this.
1: You know, it's like someone giving you a hint to a puzzle rather Mm -hmm. than someone telling you how to do it. It's like just helping you connect the dots rather than just... And, like, you still have an element of that satisfaction, but you don't feel robbed of the experience. You Um, get that in... um... Things like uh, The Room, where they'll yeah. say, oh, right, there's three levels they'll of hints, yeah. And the first one is like, wouldn't it be, like, what do you think the 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 vicar would say about the matchbox maker? And it's just like some weird cryptic <laughs> thing.
2: Okay, so if it sounds like your thing, we thoroughly recommend you give them a listen. And you can do so for free by subscribing to the Staying In podcast, wherever you're listening to this here podcast, or by heading to stayinginpodcast.com. That's stayinginpodcast.com
1: just twice. I'm I'm sold. I'm so I love ju- it. Just my OCD, stayinginpodcast.com. It's gotta be three times.
2: That's stayinginpodcast.com. dot com. Candyman, candyman, <laughs> candyman.
1: Speaking of <laughs> speaking of nerd canon, um <laughs> this is a brief aside. I don't want to get lost in it. But did you guys ever get into the Arrowverse, meaning Flash, the Arrow, uh, Vixen, Supergirl, Justice League?
0: Vaguely. I like Greg Berlanti because he comes from Dawson's Creek and he made Brothers and Sisters, which was a good show, but mostly because he came from Dawson's Creek. But uh, also Everwood, fucking amazing TV show, which was way too good for the the WB. Anyway, I digress. But no, (laughs) I I didn't that much, except I liked the kid who was on Flash because he was- I remember when he was on Glee, and he was really, really good singer. <laughs> well, he was a really good singer, and the, and I I did watch the musical episode of The Flash, and I was like, this guy has like. There's
1: a musical episode of The Flash. There is, and I haven't gotten there, and yet. and they don't utilize Whoa. him
0: enough, which is kind of funny because he's got like one of the best voices, like he's incredible. So anyway, go on.
1: So so L made a spreadsheet. Like we started watching Arrow, and. And it, like it, I I had watched the maybe the first three seasons of Arrow previously, uh, but then it just kind of fallen off. And I had watched a couple episodes of The Flash and didn't like the I, I didn't get into it. But we went back and we're like, finally, all right, we're going to get into the DC comic universe here and we're going to try this out. And she made a spreadsheet and we we mapped out all of the uh, chronological. Dates of Arrow, Flash, Constantine, Vixen, Supergirl, etc, like it continues growing, and there's when you watch the Arrow and the Flash in the right order, the the plots intertwine between the two shows and and there are, there are references and there's plot development in one show that affects the other show and it's really it's crazy, and you kind of have to take it all in as like a whole a whole universe uh the arrowverse it's called uh it's been it's been it's been intriguing i've i've been enjoying it it's my current it's our current comfort show is basically all of the arrowverse
0: i like it Uh i had
1: to torrent i had to torrent constantine and vixen because they don't stream anywhere and constantine was like a one season one and done kind of thing but he shows up later and other Arrowverse shows. If you've never seen Constantine, great show. Loved it. I didn't Loved see it. it. I didn't see any of that stuff. None of that Arrowverse. I'll add you to my Plex. I have it.
2: All right. Sounds good.
1: I love it. All right. We have we have multiple topics. I would like to, if it's all right with you guys, talk about ChatGPT. Sure. I, I didn't immediately jump on the bandwagon. Uh, it took me a while to try it out. Um, I found a a menu bar app for Mac that is, I believe it's just called chat GPT. Um, I'll find the link to it, but you can just punch in your, your prompt in your menu bar and get a response. And like the first two things I asked it is why should I use plain text? And why should I use Markdown? And it wrote an article that was as good or better than anything that I could have written. Uh, Like I asked it for three bullet points, like give me three reasons why I should use plain text. And it, it exactly nailed what I would say. And then elaborated on it in a way that I was like, I, I couldn't write this better. So I was, I was very impressed with its ability to generate content. And then Christina, through her uh, GitHub stars link to a chat GPT browser extension, and it's available for all Chrome and Chromium browsers as well as Firefox. And it interfaces with all the major search engines from Yahoo to Bing to DuckDuckGo to Google. And in the sidebar, of your search it will give you chat gpt's response to your search query uh and kind of puts it all up at once which is it's amazing because like people are talking about how chat gpt open ai could be the new google where you ask it a question and it carefully explains yeah yeah the the concept to you and you can have it write code the other thing that i just found out about it right before we sat down to record uh tyler hall added open ai/chat gpt extensions to text buddy so nice. from within text buddy oh. you can ask it you can ask it either to write prose or you can ask it for code you can say and and his his example video he's like how do i write a javascript function that finds the uh, highest element in an array, I think, um, and and it basically like writes out the code in JavaScript to do that. And I have tested its code generation capabilities uh, with Ruby and Python and JavaScript, and it has not led me wrong. Um, I've not asked it to do anything like like uh, Stack Overflow banned. Chat GPT responses because yep. they sound right, but, but they often aren't.
0: Right, exactly. That, the, that right. that's the freakiest thing to me about it. I, I, I've mentioned this um, when I've talked about it before, and I've used um, you know uh, GPT three um, implementations a lot, but uh, Chat GPT, especially, I think even more than Codex and some of the other ones, like it's so conversational, but it sounds so authoritative. It's yeah. like you even if it's something, you know, intimately, you're kind of like, "Huh, well, maybe this is true. It, it's it's funny just how it's
2: like white men will learn this trick a long time ago.
0: Totally.
1: There's a <laughs> there's an open AI it, in the API. There's a setting. I think it's called temperature where you can set it to zero and it will only tell you factual things. But you add any anything between zero and one point. Point four, for example, could give you mostly factual, like mostly guaranteed to be true. But we're gonna we're gonna take some creative liberty. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna give you creative responses that may or may not be factual, but we're gonna say them in an authoritative tone. Right, right. I think it could be very detrimental. Like I think immediately Stack Overflow saw how detrimental this could be. Uh, like Stack Overflow has built a huge compendium of authoritative answers yep. to coding questions. Yep. Yep. Uh, and to have that flooded with something that sounds real but hasn't been tested, uh, I, there's there's huge harm in that. Oh,
0: yeah. No, I think they absolutely made the right decision, right? Like I am of the opinion that a lot of the people who freak out over... AI stuff are doing so at their own peril because it is inevitable. Yeah. It's here. And I think that chat GPT mm-hmm. is a, a great example of that because even though there's, it, it's, it's a novelty, it's kind of a toy and it was, you know, not really doing anything necessarily new than what already existed. The user interface, I think uh, I'm stealing this from someone and I wish that I could properly credit them for this. Um, I, I think kind of uh, distillation because I've been trying to think in my own head, like, why did this one take off so much more than some of the previous use cases of, of GPT-3? Yeah. And, yeah. and I think that just the, the user interface of just, you know, simple, you know, kind of prompt to kind of do it and to get the results, the fact that there wasn't a sign up that that flow thing really can't be uh, undermined. But, um and, and I, and this stuff is inevitable. So for whatever qualms you will have, and I'm not saying that they aren't valid because of course they're, and we should have discussions, but people wanting to pretend like, like I'm not really down for the whole like this is all evil and we shouldn't use any of this stuff because like look this ship has sailed this is gonna be here yeah. Like, yeah, regardless the ship of how you, has you feel this sailed. is gonna, this is gonna be a it massive is thing the future, this is absolutely sure. the future and, and if and it, you you ignore it at your own peril in my opinion it, especially for people who are afraid about like what it might do to their jobs or other things you ignore this at your own peril <laughs> you need to embrace it like and 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 I would say that that's the case for anybody who sees themselves about to get disrupted you need to embrace the disruption and lean into it mm-hmm. instead of fighting against it because fighting against it has never ever worked in human history and it won't work here that said stack overflow i think absolutely did the right thing by banning it because i don't i think that there those are different issues right like you can still appreciate um where this is going and also say right now we are not in a position to accept these sorts of generated results because it is, you know, an anthema and actually harmful to our overall experience, even though in many cases people could probably, you know, craft maybe even an accurate response, you know?
1: Yeah. What scares me is so out of curiosity, after seeing the kind of content it could write. Yeah. Because basically when I gave it, you know, some plain text markdown prompts, it literally wrote an article I would publish on my blog. Mm -hmm. So the first thing I did was go check out those scammy, swarmy SEO channels yep. on YouTube to see what they were saying about ChatGPT, and they were all in. Of course, they're like course you they can were. produce you can produce authoritative content in mass yep. for your blog, and you could have you could have a new article every hour that is original, uh, intelligent sounding content, and you can dominate search engine. Results, and just like that is... we're right back
2: to 2006 yeah. exactly yeah
1: <laughs> exactly like it is it's terrifying to think that that the web the web of knowledge that we have built could be overrun by artificial intelligence like that's not to me that's not a bright future um, Like I'm really impressed like this thing could pass the Turing test like the Turing test yeah. is like in the rear view mi- mirror at this point right. because this can absolutely this can absolutely convince any human that it is another human um, writing these responses and I just like it's it's so there's going to come a point right now ChatGPT GPT is freely available for testing. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, there will absolutely come a point where it becomes a paid service. Sure. But you know you know who's going to gladly pay for it?
0: Spammers. Those
1: SEO farms. 100%. Yeah.
0: But And you're not wrong. And, and this is where I think that it'll actually be interesting. I kind of am interested to see AI obviously be different models, but I'm actually looking forward to seeing AI be used to weed out these AI-generated responses and things that aren't Good because you know that that Google or, or or other search engine people are going to have to do that. And look, your people are right, absolutely. That you're right. You can make the authoritative sounding crap, and, and we're going to be back to click farms. But that whole model didn't really die the way yeah. that, that we thought it did. It, what happened is is that people who are paid cents a post did it, or even worse, there were oftentimes. Um, and it's been AI driven. It's had to be because the, the, the stuff has been wrong in ways that just wouldn't happen naturally, even with somebody who's speaking a foreign language, um, where I know that stuff has been scraped and then has been rewritten using some more primitive AI things. Like this has been a thing for years. It's like, and, yeah. and, and, and it's already dominated a lot of search results stuff. So I don't know. It's interesting. It, it'll also, it would be, it, to me, it would actually be interesting if this had to then lead to us rethinking how we do search. Because I think that the the, the um, PageRank model worked really well for a long time, and and Google has obviously relied less on that uh, over the years. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, it has been more than twenty years since that model I think started, and it probably is time for that to be kind of reevaluated in terms of you know showcasing what is actually relevant responses to what you're looking for. Like this is not common to me. A lot of people have done this, but I I add Reddit to almost all of my Google results at this point, because I find that that Reddit is actually a better search engine than Google for a lot of things. But Mm, going to reddit.com and searching is not a great experience. So it's it's weird (laughs) that you have to search Reddit to get, like you have to add Reddit to Google to search Reddit. Uh, But that is how I can often find like the best and most helpful results for things anyway
1: that's an on aside one of the things and 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 I have another article I'll drop in the uh, show notes about how studies have shown that people by a slim margin but people find AI generated faces more quote unquote trustworthy than than real human faces um, and this goes into deep fakes but the way that these uh, these AI generated faces were created was using AI to train AI. So you have one AI that is producing responses or faces or deep fakes. And then another AI that is judging, you know, and saying this is believable or this isn't. And the two can go back and forth to generate something that is more more human than human uh to put it in blade runner terms yeah and like ai's training ais like this is the future this is already like everything scary about ai it it is within years of happening and everything beneficial about ai is already happening
2: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. uh when i i think the the first deep dive i did into chat gpt was by listening just to the daily podcast <laughs> it had a great episode on it and i remember thinking cuz i hadn't played with it yet i was like oh that's it fuck it i'm done i i have a workshop <laughs> i have a workshop out back with a bunch of old tools i, c- I can make all kinds of things with them i'm like i'm just going to go live in my fucking garage until this blows over uh which obviously it won't but then i was like wait you can write SQL statements for me yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> like hi <laughs> well and for simple for simple like what's the algorithm to find the longest uh longest element in an array of strings like it will nail that yeah. it'll give you an answer faster than you would find it on stack over
0: 100 percent. like this is not a plug i promise but the github copilot which Obviously, I work at GitHub, and, and uh, GitHub Copilot is done in conjunction with um, uh, OpenAI, and uh, is powered by uh, Chat or by um, uh, uh, GPT-3, and has some similar responses to things you would see. Does some similar things is what ChatGPT has. Um, one of the things we we showed off at, uh, at like a, a I don't even think beta is a, a appropriate. Kind of a preview, kind of an experiment that we're working on to add to Copilot is this thing called Hey GitHub, where you can actually use Copilot with your voice but one of the th- ways I use copilot in addition to kind of like an autocomplete on steroids is to do exactly that sort of thing. Like, wait, how do I write this statement in, in this, or, or what is boilerplate code for yeah. this? You know, like, like, how can I write boilerplate code to u- like use Twitter's API in Python? Right. And like, it'll give it to me and, yeah, yeah. and it's going to be in most cases, I can run it and it's, it's, it's going to work, you know, and, and a lot yeah. of cases and it's, it's, and it's, it's, re- and that's remarkably like, that's it's all I, cool. That's all I've ever really wanted in life, you know.
1: Yeah, <laughs> right. Totally. <laughs> Computing that actually works for computers. Yeah. Yeah,
2: exactly. Now, we we gave a lot of stack overflow examples. So, I discovered something super crazy when I was searching for I so this is the 20th anniversary of the Iraq War. It will be in March. Uh and oh, shit. I was very involved both in as a as a um Organizer trying to stop the war. Um, I went back and forth to Iraq a lot for previous, to even that, um, and I was on MSNBC, and I'm like, I'm just this little kid who can't sit still in his seat, but is talking about you know what's going on on Capitol Hill vis-a-vis the Iraq War, the looming Iraq War, and I was looking for that on YouTube, couldn't find it, but I did find something super fucking weird. And that was there's some dude out there. I, said, I, I get all of these results, and there are five videos made where the thumbnail is one of my questions on Stack Overflow, old questions. I mean, like I'm talking a decade ago, right? I'm like, what the fuck's going on here? And I'm credited inside, and I I open it up and I play the video, and there's a man talking about drinking juice. Yeah, he's outside. He's holding his phone, and and he's saying like. I, I would love it if you would subscribe. It would be great for me and my family. And and then he and then he says something about drinking juice. I'll I'll, I'll roll some tape. Drink more apple juice and eat more mango. Hmm. This video will quickly show you a technical question as well as possible answers. I hope you subscribe and like. That will really help me and my family. And why should we drink more apple juice and eat more mangoes? Well, because I noticed they are good for your brain. God bless. Bye. He says something about drinking juice and then. Up comes my question, with an answer. It's a minute and seventeen seconds long. It's been waiting for me. The only people that have looked at these are the other two
1: hosts on this show. <laughs> yeah, and let me just four, tell you, four views, four views, one year four ago. views,
2: and and this is a year ago. Okay, so and, and you know these are good questions. So you guys, what is
1: this? This is a weird. Like it can't be working for him. He does not have the views or the subscribers. He has one hundred nine thousand subscribers. Wait, doesn't really? he
0: really? Wait! Oh what?
1: my God, he does!
0: Wow! Yeah. So, so he who's
1: falling for this? So let's see what else we got here. Yeah, what what else does he have on his channel that would justify?
0: Yeah, did he buy these followers, like, or these subscribers, rather? Right, he must
1: have. He's got a his Patreon whole channel. Is his whole channel is just Stack exchange headlines, and then he literally posts a screenshot of the answer holds it there for 30 seconds, and then moves on. Wait, I'm going to search- And your... asks you to subscribe to his channel. Okay, I'm going to search you guys in there. Roll Van Christina
2: Warren. Huh? Sorry, guys.
0: Yeah, I don't think- Yeah, yeah I never ask a question on Stack Exchange. <laughs> I, I get say, it, I get I, it. I was gonna say, I you don't guys I have
2: don't that. have to ask Stack Exchange. <laughs> no, I just I just haven't
0: wanted to-, to... Open myself up to these things, but I, I did like look for his popular videos, and it looks like he has a few that are like remove enterprise enrollment from Chrome OS, three solutions. That has 138,000 views. And he has, you know, Apple problem creating new Apple ID account cannot be created at the time. That's 57K views.
1: So he's just, he's siphoning Stack Exchange search results. Yep. Which in another era would have been
2: genius, yes. right? But, and also I want to say this one speaks to everybody. Stop tic-tac-toe from overriding moves in C. Mm. <laughs> I've been there. I have been down
1: that dark hole. Oh, what the fuck? So anyway. He also just
0: also a Patreon, which, okay.
1: He's also very Christian. Like there's yep. always yes. references to blessing you and praise to God and he has like, 23 it's a weirdly yeah. religious take on stack overflow
0: he has 28,938,108 views so which is decent i'm still thinking these have to be mostly bought subscribers because
1: you yeah they have yeah. to cuz nobody would watch one of these and go oh man i want i want to see what else this guy has to say get your hand
2: out of my pocket Raul van De par <laughs>
1: You should sue. Yeah. You should I, sue for his one Patreon subscriber. Maybe I will. See if I can. I bet I can
2: write up a legal finding in Chat GPT. Oh, or I, I, legal, okay. I can... See, see. That would be fantastic. Write <laughs> up a cease and desist order. <laughs> All right. Let's. Should we grab the tune? Yeah. Let's
1: yeah, do let's it. Yeah. Let's go
2: for it. Who first? I don't mind going first. Go for it. So my kids bought a uh, Oculus a while back. Yeah, and the only thing, as I've reported, I think in the past, the only thing I've done in it is watched Richard Pryor on Netflix. Yeah, um, and I felt like I should start using it because, oh my God, there's this really cool thing in the house. Mm-hmm. So I got the app Wander, and in typical me fashion, I still barely did anything with it, but it blew my mind this time. What I did, Wander allows you to to basically wander through the world via Google Street View. Nice, but here's yeah. the crazy thing. I was able to stand in the middle of the street in front of my house. I mean, I was in the basement. Right. You know. I was wandering Um, and look at my house. And then you can actually say, show me 2007, show me 2009, show me 2015. And this house prior to us owning it had been a rental for like 20 years. And it was, it was inhabited exclusively by rock bands. And, (laughs) and so you can imagine that it, it was in a certain state uh, after 20 years of, of rock band inhabitants and we could watch it become our house. And <laughs> that's so cool. It was amazing.
1: That's nice. awesome. It's called it's called
2: wander It's called Wander. It's super cool. I mean, of I course. Have an cool. I, do too. And I, do,
1: I feel like I do
2: not I do you guys
0: not it. I definitely How don't. can we
2: can we can we meet for an episode in our <gasps> Oculuses? Oh my, my Oculus yeah,
0: actually I'm you know what, I would love that. You know what I've like I've I've made fun of the entire metaverse like thing and I will continue to do that. Having said that yeah. I genuinely really want us to do an episode of overtired in our Oculus. Yes.
1: Let's figure that out.
0: Yeah. We'll figure that out. Okay. It, it, listeners, if you have ideas of how to do that, let us know. We will research it, but, but if anybody else knows like that's obviously better.
2: Yeah. I was, yeah. I was playing the game super hot, which is like a gun. It's a shooter game, but yeah. nothing happens unless you're moving like time stops when you stop moving, which is super cool. But I got so lost in it that i was trying to avoid being shot and there was like a bench and i i tried to lean my hand on the bench and i fell over
1: <laughs> i know and then that. in the very next game
2: <laughs> i tried to i tried to go under the bench and i actually ended up like under a shelf That's so funny. and i was like this is not
1: okay for me this is not okay the the one oculus app that i think everyone needs to know about is skybox you can serve up any video from your Mac. Yeah. I, I assume it works for PC as well. Um, and sure, you, I mean, you can do with this what you will. You can do all kinds of crazy, X-rated stuff with it. But uh, if you have movie files that you want to, like, as if you're watching on a huge, like, movie theater oh, screen cool. in your Oculus, it is, it is, it's fantastic. My rabbi created a chat group. Like I have this chat group on my phone of all friends of my rabbi who own Oculi. Oh, get me and, on that list. I'm a friend <laughs> of your rabbi. Always, there's always somebody who wants to play <laughs> ping pong or golf at any so, given time. So uh, that's pong's awesome next for me. Christina, what do you want to do?
0: Okay, so since we're talking about ChatGPT, I think that it's time to talk about Stable Diffusion again because I think that that is awesome. Mm -hmm. And I found um, this app. It's available for iOS. So there are a couple of different Stable Diffusion apps for Mac now. There is um, Diffusion B, which works on both Intel and M1 Macs. Apple did actually release their own stable diffusion um, like fork or whatever, uh, uh, you know, I think for people to use with uh, against their GPUs. I don't know if Apple's is in is Apple Silicon or um, Intel um, uh, as well. I, I think it's only Apple Silicon, but I don't know. Uh, Sidran uh, Siras, I, I can't say his name. The guy who makes a million things on um, GitHub, <laughs> um, he's created a, an app um, uh, for, for um, uh stable diffusion for Mac that is native built in Swift, but his is, um, uh, Apple Silicon only. But the one I want to actually talk about is free. It's called draw things. And it is an iOS app that, um, does, um, AI generation, um, for you in your pocket. And it's uh, it's free and it runs locally on your phone or on your iPad. So it's actually really, really cool um and and it's surprisingly um like like the model sizes are big, like some of them are like you know a couple gigs in size or whatever, but um and and it you know but it's it's actually surprisingly powerful and and works really well, so awesome. this was one that um that i I found um last week, I think it's been out for about a month. But uh, this is an iOS app. Um, I'm assuming you can also run it on like like your Mac. Yeah,
1: and that's a Mac app store.
0: Anyway, if you're somebody who's been wanting to maybe get into some of the, the art stuff or wanting to look at it. Um, yeah. uh, the fact that you can even do this on iOS is unreal to me. And um, I think that this is really cool. So yeah. draw things is is my pick.
1: Awesome.
2: And to emphasize to emphasize what you already said, that it runs locally and that it does not collect your
1: data.
0: 100%, which I think is actually really important because like Linza and there have been some other ones that people have been using. To yep. like, they've been uploading their photos and then they think, oh, we delete them and whatnot. And I'm sure they do. I'm also equally sure that they use all the, the information and the results that they generate for you in their own models and their own stuff. And there's nothing wrong with that inherently, but, you know, you should you should be aware of those things. So... If you don't want, you know, um, your prompts and your data and that stuff, you know, generated or stored elsewhere, doing it locally, I think is really cool. So big fan.
1: Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. All right. So I used to use MailChimp for managing email lists, but my email list got up to over 10,000 subscribers and once you hit a certain point with Mailchimp, it gets very expensive to send out emails to everybody. Like a hundred bucks to send something to my mailing list, and so I discovered Sendy. I think I discovered. I think the guy who creates Agenda turned me onto it. I can't remember exactly how I found it. Um, maybe it was, yeah. I don't remember. A lot of indie developers use this. Yep. And you pay like sixty dollars, I think, for a license, and uh, you install it on your own server. It's PHP, and it uses Amazon AES to uh, to send your emails. And I have I just sent out seventeen thousand emails and paid, I think maybe five dollars in awesome. service fees to Amazon. Uh, and that would have cost me over a hundred dollars to do with Mailchimp, and it has all of your basic mail email list management, and it shows you uh, bounce rates and sub- unsubscribes and open rates, and it is for sixty bucks. Uh, y- it pays for itself the first time you send out an email to out to a list of any decent size, and I think everybody. Uh software developers, people running any kind of independent email list should absolutely know about Sunday. That's so awesome. That's I,
0: I'm, I'm really glad you mentioned this because we talked about this, you and I, uh, a couple years ago, I think when you first started using it, because we were both looking at maybe some newsletter alternative things. And I'm really glad to hear that this is continuing to work well for you. I did have a question for you, which is... And I don't know how Cindy helps with this or, or or if it does, but how do you, I guess, make sure that your mails aren't going to people's spam uh, folders or 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 do
1: you know? I don't do anything special. Um, I don't know what like I, I honestly it's black magic to me. What uh, what gets spammed by Google, uh, by Gmail and what doesn't. Um, I do know that my open rate tends to be about 60 percent when I send to a list of about 10,000 or more, I get an open rate of 60% and an unsubscribe rate usually of like 1%. So the emails are for the most part getting through and uh, and and having and the click rate is generally very good. Uh, if 5,000 emails are open, I'll usually get, you know, 3,000 clicks, which is kind of insane uh click through for for the kind of emails I send out. I don't know I don't know if Cindy does anything in particular. But like I said, it's it's black magic to me. So I don't even know what the process would be to make sure you don't get spammed.
0: Yeah, that that makes sense. Um but uh yeah I just wanted to ask about that. But no Cindy, I think this is great. And honestly it reminds me of that era of app when like you had the self hosted sort of things. Like um who is the guy made uh mint. mint, Sean Inman. Yeah. Because, because all of his stuff, he had a URL shortener, a, a fever, which was his RSS client, which was amazing. Um, like I love that kind of era of self-hosting stuff. So uh, kudos to, to the Cindy guy. I can't remember if I've bought it or not, but I, I think I definitely am going to uh, do this because I would like to do the newsletter thing. But I, I have hesitancy about using Substack, even though I know that they would be the best platform to use. Yeah. I have hesitancy. I don't I don't care about any of the the ideological stuff. I, I don't. But um because but but for me it's more like I don't know if this is gonna be around in the future or I, do I want anybody else owning my platform.
1: Yeah, I've gotten really into Substack lately. Me too. I follow like a bunch of people on Substack now and and I do Patreon for several of them. Um like it's 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 a great source, and I'm tempted to write there myself. But I really, I love, I love owning my stuff.
0: I was gonna say I'm I'm in the same thing because I I actually like I was having to do expenses at the end of the year for um um like stuff that I count as learning and development, which meant that I got to write off a lot of my Substacks and um and actually subscribe to a couple of more. And because hey, honestly at this point, I think like newsletters are a really great learning and development tool to be completely mm-hmm. honest with you. For sure. Um, and, um, and, 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 and I, I really like paying people for their work, but, and I, and I think Substack is a great platform, but yeah, I, I had that like catch 22 where I'm like, I kind of want to own my own thing because this doesn't yeah. feel right to like, even though I have the list, I don't love that all the, if I were to charge for something that all of that is going through some, there's just, I have, there are questions that I have. Let's, let's, let's put yeah. it that
1: way. So I have bought Sendy three times now because you can buy it for one domain and then add as many brands to it as you want. But then the sign up and the the uh, web versions of all your newsletters are on the primary domain. Got it. And for the purpose, like if I want a com email list, I don't want them to have to go to nvultra.com. Right. And, and wonder why but for 60 bucks i mean compared to the cost of doing the same mm-hmm. thing with mailchimp
0: exactly like
1: i'll just I, I bought it for marked i bought it for bretturpshire.com and i bought it for nb ultra and i just run it independently on each of those domains so everyone has an ssl encrypted signup form from the right domain that makes sense and and leads to no like questions of hanky panky
2: oh oh
1: impropriety
2: <laughs> php pretty hot party yeah right all right you guys it's good to have the band together
1: i love it
0: yeah. I, I, I missed you two missed this you was too. really fun glad to be back feels like the feels like the, the the new year is is starting off right hope it hope it's good for everyone
1: don't jinx it
0: i'm trying not to <laughs> why do we always fight at the end
1: i love you guys get some sleep you guys get some sleep and get some sleep the system is going down now